Now, uh, Bohemians Football Club, uh, well-loved and fan-owned club in the heart of Dublin. As a sports club, they are leading the way in the climate crisis through community-driven initiatives. And here to tell us all about it is Sean McCabe, who's the Head of Climate Justice and Sustainability at Bose. And that's a title, Sean, that um, most football clubs around the world don't have. No. No. <laughs> well, there's a, increasingly there's a focus on sustainability, but I think that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Our focus specifically on climate justice is more about recognising that, you know, we have an underlying inequality issue. Not everyone can access solutions. Right. Uh, so how do we do that collectively as a group? OK, you know? I, I, before we talk about the initiative, let's talk about you a bit for, for, first. So, so you have a background, goes back like what, this time, how many years ago? Do the maths, it was nine years ago, you were at Davos. Davos, it was actually the first trip I ever took. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to spend a number of years working with the Mary Robinson Foundation and that was one of the first trips I ever took with Mary Robinson, which was a, a real bizarre experience. Like, uh, first of all, you're travelling with, you know, someone who's so famous and beloved by a country and then in such an uh, unusual environment as Davos, it's a very peculiar place during the World Economic I Forum. I haven't been. No, I know. Fill us in, many, fill us in. I think most people well, listening one, have one, the, one thing that I, I tell people about that experience is the only place I've ever seen ads on buses for satellites and submarines. <laughs> you know, like, so, so you, you, you <laughs> know, they weren't pitched at me, you know. Um, so so it was, it's, it's a very, uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have a huge amount of faith in it being a, a forum for much social good to come out of, although in the past issues around TB and, and, and you know, large-scale global development programmes in that philanthropic sort of mould have come out of it. But in a sense, it kind of is fixing with the right hand what you're breaking with the left, you know. Yeah, and of course, they got a lot of flack a few years ago because they were flying in their jets into Davos and then they were asking us to reuse our plastic bottles. Well, yeah, there's obviously that. Um, I think that would probably be low down on the scale of hypocrisies emerging <laughs> right, from Davos, okay. right? No, but it's yeah, topical absolutely. for us here now. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, but, but I mean like you've big oil still yes. working flat out in Davos, right? Like it's not, right. you know, we're not, we're not... Um, I don't think the solutions are going to come from there. Let's right, say. okay. Uh, but, but it was an eye-opener. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. And, and a good story to have uh, when you're out with mates. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It still comes up from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you, you hung around with Mary Robinson, so there's good credentials there. I'd hope so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Because uh, uh, she's flying the flag for, she certainly for climate is, yeah. justice. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up then with Bose? Um, there, you know, when I left, Working with Mary, as we were saying before we came on, it, it's climate justice is such a difficult topic and to make it real for people is very, very um, hard because I think they're used to 20, 30 years of an environmental movement that preaches at them, that tells them that, you know, it's about what you do as an individual consumer and your carbon footprint and we're going to change the world by buying bamboo toothbrushes, right? Um, whereas... Like in reality, having having seen the massive development issues like global energy poverty, um, lack of clean sanitation, all these these massive, massive global issues, right? And then you have issues in Ireland, like where we want to transition away from uh, using peat, for example, but there's an awful lot of jobs tied up in the Midlands in peat, right? And, and, and a lot of people have been let go un, unfairly. It, it was a question of, well, how do we talk about a transition in Ireland that's fair and inclusive and where people's lives improve 
Because if we want people to move on this great transition, there's no point in making their lives harder. And and so I, I ended up uh, task uh, the think tank for action on social change took me in and and I spent two years there working on a, a an idea called the people's transition, which became a report, and and it's about well how do we listen to communities and then figure out what challenges they're facing, and then use climate action to solve those challenges. So it becomes that climate action is an enabler of positive change, um. And that work ended up rooted in a concept called community wealth building, right. uh, which has been trialled in Preston and Barcelona and Cincinnati and these places around the world. Typically cities that have been through deindustrialization, and um, but it could work all over. Right. And, Give and us the, the vernacular on it. The basic is that there's an awful lot of money being extracted out of a community on a given day, that you have a lot of global supply chains that flow through your your community and you might interact with them just at the supermarket uh, at the shelves of a supermarket or um it might be how your you know your school purchases its desks or its chairs yeah. it could be anything now the 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 concept behind community wealth building is you try to stop that money that's flowing out of your community through these long supply chains and you 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 sort of trap Give us it. an example. An example would be uh is it possible for, you know, a really tangible example in Ireland is, could we have very closed loop agricultural supply chains where farmers are selling directly into schools? Right. You know, where local farmers in North County Dublin who are under economic pressure actually have contracts with local schools where the schools have control of public procurement. And there's also a concern about, you know, what kids are eating and are okay. they getting healthy food. And, That's and a bit too big for me. I want something smaller. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, want to, I want something on the individual level. Well, see, it's not about the individual, right? So, so that, okay. that's, that's what we're talking right. about here. Fundamentally, what we're trying to get to the root of is, you know, getting away from this idea that it's about pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps in the face of this great environmental catastrophe and recognising that actually by pooling our collective knowledge, our collective abilities, we can carve pathways that are both sustainable and good for our communities. Okay. So, practical things that you have, you have a library of things. Well, we don't have it. No, you're, you're planning in, a library in, in of things. In the process of it. Right. So, we've, we've received uh, significant funding from Pubble um, and the Community Climate Action Fund at Bohemians to basically, it's, it's called learning by doing. How can we become a cooperative? You know, in Ireland, we've got plenty of examples of cooperatives in the past, particularly. Uh, usually rural. R- usually rural. Yes. But Bose actually is the, an example of a cooperative as well, right? Yeah. And, and it's a cooperative competing in, in uh, the League of Ireland and, and when we can in Europe. And, and, and it's community owned, right? Um, now, if you can do that with a football club, what's to stop you doing that with a retrofitting business or... A solar business. Now you have me. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so now we're talking about the collective, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, but we're talking about individuals. With, like if I want, for example, I want to make my house more uh, efficient um, and I look at the cost of retrofitting and I realise I can't afford it because I have to put the money up front and it's costly and all that sort of thing. So how can I access that within the community? Absolutely. So where can, how you, where can, can we find economies of scale? Right. right. How can we maybe band together and look at where there is capital, maybe in a credit union, say, which also is a cooperative, and, and and plug some of that capital into the community in such a way that for every house that can afford it, we're also able to do a house that can't. That's simplifying it okay. down. Who does it? That's the long-term objective here that we're talking about. Let's, is the, who does it? Ideally, the community does it. Right. Okay. If you have a cooperative, it's the community on a not-for-profit basis 
doing this work. Well, the, the electrician, the carpenter, the brickie. Yeah, but they'll still all make their money. Yeah. But the developer, maybe, or, or whoever's extracting large portions of the profit, that goes back into well, the Somebody community. has to be in charge. Oh, yeah, but, but in a sense, you have a situation where, you know, that somebody has to be in charge. The community can be in charge. Like, you can have, like, we've had successful cooperative. The Mondragon Cooperative in Spain employs 80,000 people right. in Basque country in Spain doing everything from education to, to childcare to and manufacturing of bikes. Oh, no, there's absolutely people yeah. in charge, yeah. but it's democratic, you know, like, yes, you yeah. know, and it's it's about democratising local economies. And, and as you started, where we started here on, on this is that the money stays in the community. Money stays in the community. So it's not going to a multinational, it's, it's, it's a, not going out of the country. It's a democratic economy. Yeah. yeah. And, and so to pull it way back, just before we jump yeah. on, that's the long-term objective. Okay. But you can't just do that overnight. No. And so what we're doing at Bose with some incredible community partners and, and institutions as well is looking at, well, how do we build the culture of that? Yes. Through things like the Library of Things that you mentioned, which we'll be opening this year. Which is what? A Library of Things is basically a library, but instead of books, you have things. And those things could be uh, strimmers or uh-huh. uh, drill or... A library tools. of tools. Yeah, tools. Things you mightn't use every day, but you might use once a month or uh-huh. once, once a year. Right. And as a community, you can share them. Yes. Um, we'll have a bike library uh, targeted at children. Uh-huh. Um, Why the know, library thing? Sorry. Well, it's the li- a library is like sharing right right like, okay you know ultimately yeah. it's about sharing and, and does, does it have does the library not have the word does it not have connotations for for people it might do yeah i presume it means like you take the stuff back to it afterwards and <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what, what sort of connotations would it hold for you I, I, just a place of 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 learning i suppose it doesn't yeah it, to me no but i'm of a certain age and a library probably has connotations for me that wouldn't yeah. have for a younger generation yeah but it, it does say certain things yeah, I, I guess it does. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, you're, you're going with that anyway. You're, go, you're going with the Library of Things. <laughs> well, it's a com- it's common nomenclature. Is it? Yeah, is it? yeah, 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 right. yeah. Okay. So I, I, say, for example, if I want to cut the grass and, and I don't have a lawnmower. Uh, yeah, lawnmower might be a bit of an immediate need. To, you okay, know, like, right, okay. Let's, so, let's say a strimmer that you... Strimmer, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. a strimmer. Or, or a drill. A drill. You know, you're, so you're so not, when I go down to the Library of Things, do I have to pay to rent this or hire it? We're still in the process of discussing okay. how the membership will work, but it'll be a membership-based uh-huh. system, right? Like, right. So, so there might be a, a small surcharge on top of a membership fee yes, that you like paid it. up yeah, front. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But, the, but basically, it's back to the cooperative yes. idea. So in, in, instead of spending whatever, I don't know, 200, 300 on a streamer, you, you membership this, and not only do you get the streamer whenever you want it, but you also have access to... Uh, other tools. Yeah, other tools, a chainsaw, because yeah, there's, yeah. A, you know, whatever, if you have a garden, you cut that down. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, we won't say chainsaw because you know with insurance companies we need to bring them on board. So okay, right, here. okay, okay. So, we're so it's a library of things. Anything else other than other than tools that you use in the garden? Well, like if you think about uh, kitchen appliances that you right. might you mightn't use all the time, but you might like use for big big occasions if you're having a big dinner or something, right. you know, yeah, of a yeah. certain size. We've done a survey with the community. Fibsburg Climate Club, one of our partners, has done a survey with the community, and they've identified the key things that they'd like to see in yes. the library of things. And now it's a question on us. Most of it, a lot of it is a lot of it is tools and hardware, um, but. Now it's now our objective is to we have a space in Fibsburg okay. that we'll be bringing up to speed and then with all this. The other thing is that you're going to train people, skill people up. Yeah, so like a lot of the like everything has to be education based, right? And and like you were saying about individuals versus the collective, most people have bought into the narrative of the individual climate responsibility piece. And actually the whole society that we live in now is very individualized, right? We're very individually focused and we're not used to working 
there's some brilliant people doing amazing things within their communities. But typically, people are used to giving their efforts and their skills towards a job mm. and their community might be for recreation or yeah. something. But uh, what we want to do is bring people through a journey of how to learn to cooperate with your local yeah. community so that you could do things a little bit more uh, agency focused. Like. But, but I would think that's what us as humans are hardwired to do. I think we are. We're social yeah. animals. Our, yeah, our ancestors 100%. used to live in small communities and we'd all fend for each other and protect each other. Well, I think we've the, drifted away from I that. I think the alienation from that due to sort of what some might term as neoliberal uh, approaches to policy making and has moved us away from things like trade unions and things like um, active community yeah. engagement towards very nuclear individualised families where you know, almost care more about your pay packet than you do about your neighbour, right? And that's that's a problem uh, in, in many regards. <laughs> well, I can see why that, that, that would be a, a case, you know, people have to pay the mortgage, have to pay the bills. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but Your neighbour isn't going to do that for you. But you see, the funny thing is that in a different type of society, uh, it, there might be... Uh, a different role okay. for community and for neighbours, yeah. right? And and it might be much and, more. And I active. suppose we live in a country now, and like it was last night, they had you know um, the last priest in Ireland or whatever the name was. So, the, like up until 30, 40 years ago, we were all Catholics. Ninety eight percent of us were, and the Catholic Church, I suppose, was the 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 glue that bound communities together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to mass and we met there, and there was all sorts of things around that. And that's for a lot of people gone. So it's a big void left in communities around the country. Yeah. Now, some people say the GAA fills it. Now you, people, bows. But we need something, don't we, to bring communities back together. Yeah, and, and, and more than ever in the face of the climate crisis, right? Because, you know, business as usual won't carry us through this. Mm. Uh, the, the kind of setup that we've currently got ourselves into, which is that individually sort of narrow-minded, isolated scenario, will not build the type of enlightened self-interest or the solidarity that we need to carry us through this enormous crisis. Right. Um, a library to me is a place for books, but using the term library of things clarifies the message. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That, that's, 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 <laughs> it's all in the of things. <laughs> of things. <laughs> right, Sean, uh, fascinating. I, I, I talk another hour with you, but we, we don't have time. Sean McCabe, um, who is the head of climate justice and sustainability at Bose. Uh, they're breaking new ground out there in the community and good luck with everything. Could I just say yeah. people can follow on the spark.coop. There's a mailing list that people can sign up to there. So spark coop as in co-op. The spark.coop, yeah. Yeah, the spark.coop. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Mind Thank you, Ray. you, The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.